I'm Mia Pinchoff, and today I'm talking the first female host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, not being a life coach, and who the Knicks should target in free agency with stand-up comedian Von DiCarlo. This is too dumb to tame. People are always asking me, like, why can't you ride a zebra like a whore? And I'm always telling them, it's because they're too dumb, too dumb, too dumb to tame. I'm not gonna lie, but literally, they're too dumb to tame. It's that, because they're literally too dumb to tame. All right, okay, you guys, are you ready? Are you Freddy? Are you steady? Because it's already too late. We are here with stand-up comedian, and I'm just going to have to say it, Nick's fan. I don't know what that means, (laughs) but Nick's fan and author of the book, Speak Fluent, man, Von DiCarlo. So you do your own sound effects, too? It's all right. We're going to get a button. We're getting a button. We're on it. We're just DIY. No, it's cute. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. My mouth, my mouth is the... Oh, my God. My mouth is my instrument. All right. I know that's right. Right? Stand up. many things, but let's get into it. All you need is your mouth and a mic. (laughs) Barely a mic if you could talk loud. Yes. And you live here in L.A. Oh, my God. I'm a comedian in New York. I'm here visiting my beautiful daughter who lives in L.A. She's an actress and model. Um, But for me, as a comic in a New York comic coming to L.A., it's like you hit up other L.A. comedians like, hey, what's up? Because I'm thinking, what shows can I get on, right? Right. And they're like, hey, let's do lunch. So I tweeted that, actually. I was like, what does no. let's do? When comedians from L.A. hit me up in New York, I just text them shows You're and like, spots that they could possibly right here, get tomorrow, up Tomorrow, on. tonight at 7, tomorrow day, so yada, like, yada, see ya. And also, they don't eat here anyway, so I'm like, why are you pretending we're going to do lunch? Right, so I'm like, all this time, I've been thinking you wanted to do shows. You just want to have lunch, so I'll just send you lunch spots. Or they're time. trying to not give up their spots. I guess that's how you have to be Because I feel like New LA, York is more like, more like open about like everybody's more aggressive, but also like good at what they do and like rough and tumble. Like here they're like, well, do lunch. And then I'll see if I'll give her a show or I'll tell her. Like people here are a well, little more like hard to show read. Because yeah. I don't have time to be <laughs> chit-chatting over no fake salad to get a spot on the show. I know some girl asked me to lunch uh, for like a meeting, a lunch, and I went and we had kombucha. What is that? Kombucha. And I was, uh, I mean, it is, you cannot <laughs> shake it and open it because it'll never stop exploding. But I was like, girl, I'm so hungry. Well. <laughs> you know, mm. but, um, so you recently headlined Caroline's, which is amazing. Congratulations. Yes, it was oh. fun. It was my first time headlining. Um, oh, headlining. So it was like your first. It was my first 45 minute set, <gasps> which is a headlining set. 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know your <gasps> audience base if they're very comedian. They, they know everything. They, they know, know everything. What stuff is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was my first headlining full set. You know, I've done a half hour, um, up to a half hour. This is my first time doing 45 minutes, which was a great experience. Ooh. Um, I, that's my ultimate goal, you know, is to just be a very solid, respected, full headlining, touring the world. Female comic. No, you can take female (laughs) right off of that. I think the best comedians are are just comedians. (laughs) They're not known as the black comedian, the female comedian, comedian. They are just comedians. So that's the goal. And it's a lot of work to get there. You know, I'm just not just diving into, you know, I want to be a very well-respected comedian for my skills and my craft. So that takes a lot of work and a lot of time. So, yeah. you know, it was very humbling to get up there and do that 45 minutes and and be able to, you know, sustain and make people laugh for that amount of time. And Thinking keep... about 45 minutes. Like, I, like that's right. not the goal and everything. And I've done like 45, but it wasn't a real, it was like 30 and then I fucked around. It was just like they were giving me 
to, I was like, is there mm-hmm. a light? Because well, like, see, that's the just happening? the thing. That's just the thing. People have to understand. I've, I've been around for a very long time. So I, there's a difference between a 30 minute set for like a tight 30 minute mm. set that's like I have a half hour special I'm ready yeah. for Netflix or Comedy Central versus I have 30 minutes but 15 minutes of it was crowd work and I was fucking around and yep. just you know not really or like man this weather oh how's tight. everybody feeling tonight like right okay. <laughs> so I'm very self-aware as a person but I'm very very self-aware as a comedian because that is my ultimate goal you know I want to be great I want to be in the conversations when someone goes who's the best comedian you know and it could take my whole lifetime to get there but I have nothing else to do on (laughs) earth except be funny and pursue my dreams so I'd love to be in the conversation with the great someday and that's going to take work so a lot of that is self-awareness so you could get on stage if you want to and do a loose ass Mm -hmm. (laughs) watered down 45 and call it ready if you want to but that's not what I do so of the 45 that I did I thought it was pretty solid but do I have a lot of work to do heck yeah is that a 45 that's ready for an hour no I think I could take from that 45 and probably and I'm very hard on myself but that's do that's a Netflix yeah. 15 mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the best I mean? that's the best because then those 15 are gonna be f- gold man like some people I feel like some people either get a special after like doing the work like 11 years in and they get a special right and, like, the, it's special is what right. it is and then like too soon after because it was a good special people are like another and they're like no. in six months <laughs> and they say yes because like you want to be a part of it and right. you don't want to like I guess turn it down, but I'm like, maybe you call the next one your own. Right, but you have to know, sometimes there's power in no. Yep. And it's knowing where you're at, right? So if someone, if, I don't know, I booked a huge movie, all of a sudden I'm famous and I have, I could headline across the country. I could do, I could say yes. I could give them a solid, good 45, I'm good. I could headline this tour. But if they go, are you ready for an hour special on HBO? I would go, no, let's look Give at let's look at thirty. Let's yep. look at thirty. Let's look at thirty. But that's smart, you know, because like you want it to be good. You want yep. it to be tight. You want it to stand. You want it to withstand for years. It's like, like music, right? You could throw to get. Everybody has a studio these days. You could throw together a bullshit song in two point five seconds. Call it blah 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 blah, blah and that's your hook. And a year from now, even if it's a hit today, no one's going to remember it. Or you could do a classic song Mm. that people are still listening to 10, 20, 30, 100 years from now. And as a comic, it's like you're like on the one hand, it's weird because it's just jokes. Like it's just that. Like whenever people are like, it must be so fun. It's so funny. It must be so fun to be a comic. I'm like, no. I've never met a comedian with a sense of humor. No, I'm like, dude, you know how hard it is to work on something so hard and all the person's (laughs) supposed to be like, it's like, hey, hey. Like, Here's the thing. Man. So God has jokes, let me tell you, <laughs> because I had a journalism scholarship coming out of high school and I always wanted to perform, you know, and but I've been a writer my whole life and very good at it. And I was told from small town USA where I'm from, Clareton, Pennsylvania, they were like, oh, if you if you want to be on TV, be a news reporter, be something practical. Mm-hmm. Um, Because where I'm from, people on TV, Michael Jackson, you know, Richard Pryor, Whoopi Goldberg, these people, it's almost equivalent as the Easter Bunny where I'm from. (laughs) It's just not tangible. 
Right. So because I was offered a journalism scholarship, you know, it seemed tangible that I would start out writing news for the newspaper and then graduate, you know, eventually graduate to the level of being an on air person. So I, I took that scholarship and within the first year of college, um, I started losing my mind. I was like, so you guys really, really yeah. are teaching me how to deliver the news quote unquote non-biasly with full bias yeah i'm 100 you're you're teaching me how to be a better actress than i, I yep. would ever get in that's what i was just school. gonna say this like, is, actually i went full-blown <laughs> uh, uh fist in a pig afro malcolm x angry and i was like you know what this is, first of i'm all, basically I, doing stand-up so why don't i just do stand-up so i said <laughs> You know, guy has jokes. I recently did. I, I hopefully you're familiar with um, Friends Like Us podcast, Marina Franklin, and I was on there with um, Roy Wood Jr. from it. Comedy Central Nightly um, um, Daily Show, and we were talking about society and where we're at today and sensitivity and all of this stuff. And I told this same story, and I said, "Well, guy has jokes because I said I could never be a journalist, but right now, today in our society, people look." to, you know, Trevor Noah, mm -hmm. Daily Show, yep. Comedy Central, SNL, Michael Che, Weekend Report, for the truth in news. Yep. And I said, oh, so God is trying to make me be a reporter anyway? Yeah, circle right back I, around. I, I <laughs> said, and we're back at one. I so. said. <laughs> um, but I, all of that being said, I do, for me as a comedian, yes, I have jokes, but I have solid material that I feel, um, I'm not just up there um, hacking it away and Swinging not knocking it <laughs> I, I'm a mother. You know, I have a certain level of experience as a woman, as a mother, as a black woman. It's I have a lot to offer. So why not be responsible with my words and, and my comedy and make it something that can not only make people laugh, make people think, make people feel yeah, inspired. Matters, you know? Yeah, I feel like I have pretty solid material. I'm I'm a female comic, so one of the oh. decisions I made <laughs> early on was I was not going to be vulgar and sexual on stage because I look vulgar and sexual. You know, I'm a very voluptuous woman. I look like what I look like. Um, people always talk about toning down how you look on stage, and I'm like, why? I could wear a garbage bag on stage, and they're going to be like, mm, be a what problem. Them oh, that's do? a small garbage yeah. bag. Oh, that garbage bag right. is too tight. And they're going to know. They're, they're going to know I got booty and titties. Under Underneath the garbage, that garbage bag. Bag. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> People think that your outfit, your outfit does not make you funny. Your jokes make you funny. And I have solid material. So I don't have a problem on stage. I dress how I dress. Right. You know? And as you should. I mean, you're a person. Like, you should wear your... And also right. dressing you, down, I feel like the problem, too, is that, like, unless that's who you are... Unless that's who you are. Then, exactly. like, you're already playing two levels. And I'm like, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to your comedy. And how can you... Even sometimes I hear people say certain things, and I'm like... The audience isn't getting it because you're talking about a person that's not up there. Oh, you in your tiny dress? I'm like, but Thank you're wearing you. sweatpants and a sweatshirt. I can't Thank picture you. you're either you're lying or you like I can't see it. And you're not funny. Stand-up comedy is the one place where I feel like, and it's crazy to say, like there's no competition because it's a competitive business, <laughs> but it's literally no competition for, no one can be you. Right. Even if they steal your jokes, they where are they going with it? Mm -hmm. They could really only take the punchline or whatever. And the best jokes they can because they're about you. And they could, go, exactly. It's coming from my life experience. So so, uh, for instance, I'm a mother, so I have jokes about you, my, my mom bits, and there's other <laughs> female comics that have their mom bits, right. but they could be 
from a similar perspective but still totally different because we're two totally different mothers you know and we can have the same maybe attitude towards something or the same a similar experience but it's going to be a different perspective because we're two different people two different mothers all the things exactly that's why i've actually what i'm working on is actually trying to be even more specific because i think like premises are not your you can't own that mom bits aren't anyone's you know everyone who's had a kid can have a mom bit and like relationships come up a lot like parenting or like uh you know dating and all of that stuff is very relatable so it honor yourself in what you wear and what you're saying so if i'm i don't dress like i'm on my way to walmart (laughs) and to do laundry on a daily basis sometimes i do but for the most part when i come out i i look a very specific way um, I also don't dress in a prom dress like I'm I'm about to <laughs> sing at the Oscars. So I'm like not I gonna maybe want to try that just stilettos. You know what I'm saying? So who who you are on stage is a, what you're saying, how you look, the whole night is a reflection of you. So if you are uh, a woman that dresses in in dresses where dresses yeah because all your stories too about dating or all those bits that are not like you know those premises of like dating i'm like it's gonna be very different coming from a girl in a dress from like versus a girl in like going to walmart i'm like your dating stories are gonna right. be different part of it's visual because you're the thing i'm watching and listening exactly to you. um but i do think i sometimes not get frustrated i mean it, like being a woman you know is the best thing ever but like for women it's like <laughs> talk to me next month because i just checked my period app and being a woman is not the greatest thing according <laughs> no, to no, my no. clock right now <laughs> but like men like male comics or just men in general don't think about that and that's fine i'm like great for you i want that to be for all women as well because I don't want to think like should I wear what I wear which is the dresses or should I not wear what I don't wear I'm like all you're thinking is like comedy like let me do my jokes well some of them do but they still if I could think of an example because every single comedian I know dress a particular way but we're just so used to them being them but it's less about like Um, worrying how people are going to see it it's more like this is my style so I'm going to wear my thing Big J Okerson is a great example I've never seen him without some fingerless gloves (laughs) I myself love fingerless gloves I have fingerless gloves most of the year because I'm in New York and it's cold and I like my fingers out I love fingerless gloves but Any time of the year, on any part of the planet, if I see Big J, I'm gonna see fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. Even if his fingertips, uh, his fingers, his hands are sweating, he has finger. That's just what J to me look, dresses like a rock star comedian. Mm-hmm. He's such a rock star to me. Like he looks like he should be like singing in some cool rock band. Because like it's that's his brand, his it's his vibe, and it's his, obviously he likes you know like that's his thing. But, but he's not like are people gonna comedy, judge me because my we don't, fingers but that's are what out. I'm saying. <laughs> He's not here to be part of this conversation. (laughs) But was there a time in his career Mm -hmm. where he was like, where someone said, maybe you should, you know, wear more flannel shirts because I see a lot of comics. (laughs) I'm not going to say what club, but there's a club in the city where I'm like, oh, I can't get on that stage because I don't wear flannel shirts. Like, I'm not a white guy in a flannel shirt. I'm not getting on that stage. I'm picturing the host having flannels ready for anyone that's not having. How do you get, so, you know, I think that, 
a certain level of confidence comes with time with True. being who you are on stage and owning and, who you are in general in life i feel like it takes time to grow into and even once you've grown into it it's still changing like who you are exactly your, like brand but i struggle like with that now sometimes when i'm on stage it, because you you want to honor the moment you're in and the mood you're in but sometimes i'm in a real stank ass <laughs> mood which isn't a full reflection of right. what i am 90 percent on when i'm on stage i'm in a great mood because i love performing i love making people laugh but sometimes I'm like, let me check my period at because I'm going to punch everybody in the face. Yeah. How y'all doing today? Yeah. You know, so you don't want to you don't want to honor yourself so much that you're being abusive. Right. To the, to the stage. <laughs> one and by one lineup, I'm going to punch everyone. Yeah, everybody <laughs> in the front row is about to catch a, a backhand from me. And I hope that you don't hit me back because I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Please just understand. Or, But you also don't want to push and go oh i'm in a very fatigued pmsy mood today right. let me push through oh hey everybody now oh, you I've just come off like a phony so you have heard to you find talk about like coming from your truth in between yeah and like there's been some times where i'm just in the worst i'm like i just yeah. today's the worst day that's ever happened right and then i get up there and i'm like so <laughs> and then you're like why is no one connecting and you're like well maybe because right. the bullshit coming out of your mouth is so right. strong and you have to you find can't. a balance in between because all the great do it men and women have gotten on stage and had a bad day and they found a way to honor it while within that moment while still being who they are on stage as a comedian and making people laugh without being abusive you know i think it was um uh kevin hart when his mom passed away did you know like an hour in philly or maybe more. I don't know. I don't remember the story exactly. But I'm sure he had dread and I didn't see it. This is just what I know from talking to other comedians. But when his mom passed, he he got on stage. A lot of us do that. It's it, it's a tragic moment. Let me get on stage. And Tig Nataro special. Look right this in the look this moment right in the face. And you address that moment. But you still do it in a way. And that's what makes you a pro. Right. You know what I mean? The real pros know how to do that. But you don't become a pro because you woke up and said, oh, I'm special. I'm a pro. You know, that's one thing about Kevin Hart. He earned where yeah. he is at. He he doesn't even to this day, he gets out there and he works. You know, he come through the comedy cellar and get on stage and work out 10, 15 minutes just like anybody else. You know what I mean? And I feel like you can some people... I don't know. I feel like you can feel their passion. Like you don't have to be very loud and performative and sweat and be crazy. Like you don't have to be that. But like obviously that's easier to be like, oh, they're in it. But like that passion, you can feel that that person is like, this is all I do and want to do. And then some people that just fucking throw it away. But I'm like, it's not your style. It's that you honestly right. really don't care. Well, I'll say it. Um, I ain't gonna tiptoe around it. There's people that do stand up comedy because they're stand up comedians, and there's people that do stand up comedy because it's an avenue to be seen and to become a commercial a star. agent. Told them, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're you know you should do five and get get on stage and and those usually be the over exaggerated performing people that oh this is what I would do with a sitcom yeah. person. Um, it would be great if I booked a, a big film. It would be great if I booked a TV show, but I don't care. I want to be a great comedian and whatever comes from that comes from that i've had many blessings that has come from that this past year i, I booked a gnc commercial that's a global ad it started out u.s canada and now it's global um they wanted someone with improv experience um same with carnival cruise line a comedian with you know improv experience so 
opportunities, TV, film, stuff obviously comes out of comedy. Um, but you can always tell. Which direction it came from. Yeah, you can tell a, co- a, a stand-up, co- a true stand-up comedian does not care. They are going to be a stand-up comedian until the very last breath in their body. If they get, like Michael Che, I love Michael Che. Um, he's dope. He's a very funny comedian. He's great on SNL. He's a good person and a good friend. And I know that he loves his job. You know, he loves being on SNL. But at the end of the day, he doesn't care if he cares about being a great stand-up. You know, every stand-up that I know that's true to stand-up comedy they'll die without comedy. They're not going to die without their TV show. They're going to go, oh, this is cool. I'm on this show. I'm making money. I can help my other comedian friends that are starving now. Everybody, let's have a party at my house. It helps grow your audience and make you like accessible. And then you have people. Now you can headline across the country and, you know, put on your comedian friends that you think are funny that may not have the same opportunity. You know what I mean? So there are true, true, true standups that should have these opportunities. But there are some standup comedians that once they get something, You'll never see them on stage again until they're ready to grab another bag. Oh, let me just make money. They look at it like a money grab, like a lot of Instagram comedians. Huh. Huh. I can't believe you That's just a said nice that. Segue. <laughs> Wait, I, I have <laughs> man. That's like a thing. That's a job now you could have is like an Instagram mm. comedian. That breaks my heart. Oh yeah, I, they I are tried to dabble, man. Even YouTube videos sometimes. Like I, I, I like sketch, and I used to do improv in New York. And like I like that stuff, but sometimes they'll like just purely like audience based anything, like a, a thing to just get fans. I'm like, that's never a thing. Like Here's it's not. The thing. A, you, like you, you know, have to do something and be good at something or care about something, and then like sure, a your audience would grow anyway because right. people can see quality and want quality. I think I hope. <laughs> at Von Di Carlo on Twitter and Instagram. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but ugh. here's the thing: nothing in life is consistent, but change, right? Um, we're living Whoa, in Whoa, can we that, take a beat? Can yeah, you say that you know, I'm again? Quotable. I'm grown. I got a lot of grown woman experience. This what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing in life is consistent except change. Is yes. that what I said? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you have to look at it and go, all right, well, there was a time where radio, there wasn't a television, right? So they would have comedians and and actors come on radio and perform on radio. And then soap operas came out of radio, right? So everything grows out of something. So now we're living in the day and age where we have the internet, we have Instagram, we have so many different avenues that we can use independently as artists, which is great. It is great. However, we have to start calling things what they are. Mm-hmm. That's my only gripe. Yeah. If I'm an internet comedian and I know I'm going to sell out a big club or even a theater, you know, a Caroline's on Broadway or, or even a, a, a big 2000 seat theater somewhere in New York or whatever. If I know I'm going to do that, then let's call it what it is. If I'm a stand up comedian, I know I have an hour. Let me be honest and do that. 
that's fine. I have an Instagram following or I have a, you know, I got it from this or it, I got my following because I had a, a role in a movie with one line that made people laugh and now all of a sudden I'm a headliner. Whatever. Get it how you get it. All I'm saying is be honest about who you are and what you are. If you don't have an hour, stop robbing people. Mm -hmm. Stop telling people you're a stand-up comedian, selling out these clubs, and then you have a whole club full of people and you don't have 20 minutes let alone an oh. hour you don't you you are selling people you're not only selling tickets but you're selling tickets twice as much as what that club normally would sell it for and it's a two drink minimum and people are probably going to eat as well so instead of them leaving with a great experience from a stand-up comedian they're leaving feeling like what did i just see mm -hmm. you could have just called this a meet and greet and probably <laughs> <laughs> have sold out or book better comics and then do your five, your your loose five, and then sign some t-shirts. Or or I don't do know whatever you do, take some selfies. I don't, boom, I don't, boom. The, I don't know. Um, but I, it is I it's a mixed see... message to the the clubs too. I feel like I have to struggle, and I totally understand because yeah. I I produce a monthly show here in the struggle of getting people out, filling seats, getting you know the venue to want you back, all that stuff. I totally understand that, but like the venue wants those people for the audience that they can bring out you know from their right. like internet whatever Fine. it is they do but it's like there has to be a balance I'm like at the end of the day like you're a just call comedy it what club. it is so like just call yeah. it what it is every year um caroline's does what uh the the like wrestlemania thing they they do events there right you know what i mean and they call it what it is mm -hmm. so all i'm saying is when when an Insta Instagram comedian knows that, yes, I have a following from Instagram, but I am a, some some comedians are solid stand up comedians mm -hmm. that have solid material that can sustain on stage. And there's no reason why they should not have that opportunity mm -hmm. just because they have an Instagram following. Yeah, right. I can see both sides. I the, My gift and curse is that I'm a very yes. in, empathetic person. I'm an empath, if you will. Um, people like throwing that title around. And I can see both sides. That's my gift and curse. Because a lot of times if you're not just on one side, then people get confused. Like, are you Which for team are or you against on? it? <laughs> right. I'm on team honesty. Right. So <laughs> if you're going to be so honest. So Trump is not on your team. <laughs> I don't know whose <laughs> team he's on. I he just he's used, no one picked him for dodgeball. I'm so disgusted no by will. him. Let me tell you, I was <laughs> raised well. I was raised to respect authority, respect my elders, respect, you know, our military, God bless America, and all of that. And I'm a black woman in America. But I was raised to be respectful, especially of my elders and people of authority, just in general. For instance, where I'm from, you don't call adults by their first name, but you, it just doesn't Ooh. happen. It's if it's a younger adult like auntie age, it's missing their first name. Like I would be Miss mm -hmm. Vaughn. If it's someone older, like a teacher, your grandmother it's missing their last name, Miss yep. Brown. Um, these days, kids will just call anybody, even teachers. Oh, yeah. Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah, it's Miss Deborah or Miss Reynolds. Mrs. Reynolds. Like, so I remember the very first time that I tweeted out something. Uh, I, I think I called Donald Trump an idiot or something, uh, just really basic. Right, right, right. <laughs> a part of me felt bad, like, oh, he's still a person of authority. He's your elder, and it's like we are in a place in society where just. Respect is just out the window. Well, yeah, well, it's hard to stand behind now because you're like, that's a person I would tell my kid normally to be like, oh, like, you know, you can look up to these people, respect them, learn from them. You could be there one day. And now I'm like, oh, my God, why don't you not? Why don't you not? Because I, I can't. It's 
We are living in a really strange moment. In a black mirror? In, yes, control. that is definitely <laughs> one of my f- favorite. Um, that wasn't my phone, by the way. No, 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 sorry, that, that was my birth control. Usually it's the guests. That was my baby <laughs> message. Being that like, wasn't me or my beautiful daughter that is sitting over there in the background being quiet. Hey, baby. <laughs> um, I got sidetracked. I don't uh, know what uh, I was We were just saying. talking about Trump, but he's not important. But it's, oh, yeah. it's just see, he even affect. We were at, we were on a good flow, and then no, I, just I shouldn't have said anything. Black mirror this I, whole yeah. situation. I'm just, I'm just. I can't wait until oh, we it's were over. talking about honesty. Yeah, so yeah. I don't mind that they're finding success at all, um, and I don't mind if they find a love for stand up and go, okay, guys, I could sell out this room, but just to let you know. I'm working on the craft of stand-up comedy. I love it, and I'm gonna get better. I don't do your thing. But it's all about I'm the. It's saying, all about also like the. I, I also understand the bullshit. Like fake it till you make it. Sort of that that put on confidence a little bit. Like you don't want to be like I don't know what I'm doing. You know you don't want to be like always like I don't know what I'm doing because it's hard to like trust that person mm-hmm. and like bring them on. But it's also a world of like how much bullshit can you? F- did like, I sound I, like I, I didn't know what I was doing when I said I just did my first forty-five minute set, and you know th- th- these are my goals, and this is where I'm going, and this is my ability, and this is where I'm at. Did I sound like I was? Nope. Not putting on a good show. Right, dude. But like the amount of like I do everything, I do it the best. I'm like you don't have to go that far. You could just be like I'm doing this. This is what I have. This is what I'm gonna give you, and it's gonna be great. And, and then call we'll things go from what there. They are like Nanette. <laughs> I, look that hey <laughs> it was a very powerful one woman show a ted talk it was that was not stand up i was i was like <laughs> we're changing the face of stand up no you're not you just called a one woman show a stand up special wait you don't understand that, i I, just, I, I, I can't even i can't even talk about this i can't even talk about this exactly i i have not against i'm not against nanette or her performance was very powerful no i didn't know how to like but, i've been holding that in because like like you said respect i mean i don't know her personally but like respect people and like what they do and their stories and all I that stuff i don't know her personally i i know comedy personally and i respect her as a person and i respect comedy as an art form that's my thing and all i'm saying is just call it what it is now don't shit on comedy and then make a comedy special when whoopie what when i moved from small town usa clarin pennsylvania 30 miles south of pittsburgh black and yellow let's go steelers and all of that (laughs) um by law i have to say that but i'm (laughs) just a basketball and knicks fan like you said at the top when I first, you know, had what I was going to be in mind when I moved to New York, I thought I was going to be Whoopi Goldberg with a splash of Diana Ross. <laughs> I was going to do TV, film, theater, sing, act, dance, drama. You, To me, Whoopi Goldberg was the epitome of who did it all. And I thought she was so talented. And when I was younger, I memorized all her characters from her one-woman show and were performing for my family, right? I never once heard one person say that that was a stand-up special. They said Whoopi Goldberg's classic one-woman show. So I don't know if anyone is taking what I'm saying about Nanette as an insult. They shouldn't. I personally feel like it was a very powerful one-woman show. And there's nothing wrong with calling it what it is. What What are we attempting 
by saying it's something else. Right. I don't I don't know what that attempt is. Um and so I think partly I'll, it's like stand up is like in a place where it's blo- like, you know, there's so many specials and like stand up is a clear, like branded, like thing that people understand now that term. So maybe it's just an easier box to fill as like it's a stand up special. If you're like, it's a one woman show special tape, you know, whatever. But I agree that it felt I, yeah, like it, I don't it, know. I, didn't, I don't know um, what I'm just such a stand up. Like when you love something for what it is, like it's hard to. Like if someone was playing, I was going to try to do a sports reference. My I, oh go for <laughs> it. I was <laughs> like, if someone's hitting a ball, <laughs> I was digging. They're calling it football. No, actually, as a comedian, I do. Uh, I understand basketball. Well, yeah, um, you discipline you, and analogies in a very comedic way. Um, for instance, if um, the way I look at the discipline you have to have as an athlete, as a basketball player, is very similar. To comedy, I love like that. it's a constant exercise. It's not something well you can stop, but it's like when you don't go to the gym for a while, you know how you feel when you first get back in. So that's like your first day back on stage. Yep. It's like, oh, let me exercise this muscle. And one of the greatest things that, that I can't that came to my mind um, about basketball and my thoughts of it, and as myself as a comedian, is you know you have twenty four seconds on the shot clock. I have seen the greatest of the greats. We could say LeBron. We could say any great player you want. Within that 24-second shot clock, I have seen them miss dunks. I've seen them miss shots. I've seen them, you know, get hard foul. I've seen them basically bomb. But what I didn't see them do is walk off the court. I see them... Go, you know what? I got another 24 seconds on the shot clock. I'm going to go to the other end of the court, block this ball, and try to dunk it again. So that's how I look at, you know, they say every 30 seconds you're supposed to get a laugh, right? So I look at myself almost like a like I have my own little internal shot clock. So, hey, oops, that didn't work. Moving next. right on to the <laughs> next joke, you know. And then I record everything. I listen back. Why did it work this night? Didn't work that night. Well, sometimes you just miss a shot, LeBron. Yes, I just call myself LeBron. <laughs> you got to think high of yourself, right? Um, so I, I just try to discipline myself just as as a basketball player do. I love would. that because I'm, I used to be a dancer. And like mm-hmm. something I did love about dance was that like if you worked hard, it would it would show, you know? Like you wouldn't yes. necessarily be the best, but I'm like, oh, if I want to do a triple pirouette, like if I just stay in the studio, I do all the things that will make mm-hmm. me able to do that. There's right. a good chance Everybody's I'm doing it. Everybody's not LeBron. But like Everybody's comedy, you're like, I, I, some people just you know? nail it when they just get out. I'm like, right. sure, there are the accidental, you just get up there and nail it. And sometimes the first thing out of your mouth, you're riffing and it crushes, fine, great. But like, at the end of the day, if you want to keep doing that, if you want to do an hour, if you want to be here for the next 20 years doing this, it takes work. And it's just an odd thing to think that you have to work funny. A lot of young comics will ask me, like, they'll come to shows and they're like, oh, what's your advice? <laughs> Don't do this. No. <laughs> there, is a, I, the, there was a comic that came... Well, I don't, he's not a comic because he's never been on stage before, but he called himself a comic, which was interesting to me. But he said, you know, I I want to do comedy. And I told him, I said, well, you don't know if you want to do comedy. You haven't done it. Right. So the very first time you hit that stage, you'll know if you're a comedian or not. You'll know. And you'll really know the third, fourth, fifth, mm-hmm hundredth time you do it because once you see what the discipline is and what you have to do to be a good comedian then you'll know if this is for you or not there's a lot of people that think 
that they like stand-up comedy until they actually get into the yeah. rhythm of it and they're like oh no wait what am i doing or the people that keep doing it and clearly hate it i'm like i get that there are hard days and there are bomb days and there them. are double bomb days and like you just sometimes are like in a thing i don't believe them i believe comedians that complain about being comedians are comedians that like to complain about being comedians yeah. but you cannot sustain this Mm-mm. if you're not a cop you just can't not if you're doing it you know if you're doing it yeah you, this is not something that that's like me saying, you know what? I want to be a bodybuilder. And then I go to the gym and I start learning what I have to do to be a bodybuilder. And then I'm like, oh, no, I think I just wanted to come to the gym. Yeah, I just want to this outfit and stand near the treadmill. But I don't really want to lift that. So I guess that's a no. Wait, yeah. so tell me about your sport. So you have a podcast. Coach Vaughn podcast. So the all right, let me take it back a little bit. I was the first woman. I've been doing my podcast for a long time, Coach Vaughn Podcast, which I was using sports to anchor into real life conversations uh, about life, love, relationships. Um, the word, the name Coach Vaughn actually was given to me by my Twitter following many, many years ago when I first started on Twitter because it was my whole outlet to call the games. You know, I would be on Twitter like, oh, Coach Damn Tony. <laughs> that was when he, Coach Dan Tony was the um, coach of the Knicks, and I think Nate Robinson, David Lee. Um, those were the stars of the Knicks at the time. So I would be online just calling the games and people just started saying, oh, you know more than a coach. And they were like, Coach Vaughn, Coach Vaughn. That's awesome. And then it, when I wrote my book, Speak Fluent Man, which is a, a memoir and a book about relationships and, and my relationship, um, out of the box relationship, I should say, um, it it morphed into like life coach. And I'm like, whoa, everybody <laughs> slow down. I, I don't have a, a degree in life coaching people, but I do, you know, but have great life, life experience and, and people like to listen to my advice. Great. So that's the name Coach Vaughn kind of morphed into a double meaning. So here we are. Where are my Twitter followers at? I need a good nickname. I don't have anything. <laughs> Y'all treat her bad. <laughs> Y'all ain't shit. Um, but it kind of morphed into a double meaning. And then I started doing my podcast, which kind of combined both. Like I would talk about sports, but it would anchor into life conversations. Sort of like what we just did, you know, in the conversation about, you know, how to look at comedy in a sports kind of way. I was doing that for a while. I was just thinking the 24 seconds. Can you... Can you use that with in a life. relationship? Absolutely. Be like, you fucked up. Yeah, 24 seconds look, to turn this around. <laughs> in life in general, I'm a mother. I, I try to encourage my daughter every day. Like, life, you're not exempt from life. You are in the same rhythm that everyone is on this earth. You know, you are. You have 24 seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> you, you have 24 go, seconds to get you to your rhythm. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you're going to have those sad, depressed days. Like, oh, I'm, I keep hitting, come against these roadblocks and these walls. All right, but how long are you going to let yourself sit there, right? So that's all of us. You know, that's all of us. It's a never-ending cycle of life and the people that are that do find their happiness and their peace they, they don't find it in money they don't find it in oh they don't have problems they find it in perspective they find it in oh this is how I deal with this roadblock when it comes up this is what happens when I'm in my season of no 
your season of no is just your time to get ready for your season of yes. So if you're not working on your skills in, in that season of no, you're not ready for that season of yes to come. Wait, that's genius. I love that. I, Sorry. Baby, I was telling that's you I was a genius amazing. on the way here, Yeah, right? your mom is a genius, okay? <laughs> I don't know everything, but I know one thing. Your season. It's so true, though, because you want to please everyone. You want to please yourself. You want to please yourself. You want to, like, do everything and nothing, and sometimes you're, like, not in that all those things like you're like what should I do what shouldn't I do and then what you want to do and what you don't want to do but knowing that there are like times where like no is not a a negative it's a it's a declining of something but it's not like you know it's a hard thing for all of us it's like a soft closed door like you're gonna open right (laughs) if you look at basketball right um you are in a team sport but it's a very individual team sport, right? Because each player on that floor is fighting for their position. You're not guaranteed that spot. Like you take the Knicks, for example, unless you're LeBron. Okay, but we're talking about I'm New York, just so the regular players, right? <laughs> they're on the floor competing as a team against the other team, but they're also competing with the other person on the bench that has mm. the same position as you. You want to be a starter because it's a higher position. It pays more money. You have better trade options. All of these great things if you're a starter. But you could lose that position if you're not doing your job. So how do you do your job? You have to stay in the gym. You have to stay disciplined. You don't get to the NBA, sign a million-dollar contract, and then you put your feet up and go, hey, I made it. No, mm-hmm. that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it could be gone like that. You could be put down into the G League in a blink of an eye. What is the G League? It used to be called the D League. Now they call it the G League. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why either. It was called the Developmental League, the, the oh, D League. No. Now it's called the G League. I don't know. Oh, no. But the NBA get on my nerves. Let me tell you why. <laughs> so my Coach Vaughn podcast I was doing for a while, and then I started working on Urban View on SiriusXM, filling in for Comedian Godfrey on um, the uh, Karen Hunter's network, um, Urban View. And... I was being considered for my own show because whenever I did um, the fill-ins for God, you know, comedian Godfrey, right? He's amazing. Um, Yeah, he's, (laughs) he's one of the best. Dude, one of the first times I ever performed at the comedy store ever, he was on stage and I could hear, I shouldn't have been there. The person giving me a spot, it was like a mixed bringer. So they got some new people to like just flounder, but bring audience. And then they just had big people like dropping in and whatever. And he was on stage and I could just hear the laughter. And I was I was texting my boyfriend from backstage and I was like, find a way out. Find, a, find a back door, find a back door. Because like, what's happening out there? Because like, Godfrey oh. is one of those comedians Oof. that if he has a weekend somewhere, right? And he's doing six shows. He just might do six different solid hours. Yep. <laughs> so yep, yep, yep. He's one of those. But I was his fill-in host for when he was on the road. Um, he has his own radio show on Sirius XM and I would be the fill-in host. And then I was being considered on that channel for my own show, which was kind of like my podcast. It would be sports talk, but like real talk, whatever. There wasn't any room on that, that station for me. So then um, that consideration went to consideration for the NBA channel. I got my own show on the mm-hmm. NBA channel, um, Coach Vaughn's Corner. And it was a very historical moment. Yes, yes, indeed it was. I was the very first woman to have her own show. They, you know, host her own show Dude. on the NBA channel on Sirius XM. And I was also the first comedian to host her own show. Um, did you like go, when great. you heard, what, what was like the first thing you did when you got the news? Did you just do like a little celebration? Did you... 
I, you know what? Or you were just like, of course I did. I was like, listen yeah, to me. me. I'm like, hello. <laughs> it's about time. No, actually, I went through like an eight month demo process with them. So, uh, it a long it drawn was out coming. celebration. It was a long drawn out coming. Um, it was great. My first show was amazing. My first guest um, was Bill Burr and um, Donnell, and the whole concept behind the show was I, I told them I said, hey, um, every comedian I know they drop either they're going to drop their life story on me or they're dropping basketball on me. (laughs) Like I'll see a comedian at the cellar and they'd be like, like Dan Soder. He just walks up to me. He doesn't even say hello. He's like, yo, and the nuggets. And I'm like, so when I was going through the demo process, it was like, it's me and other comedians just chopping it up about sports. I am not Stephanie A. Smith, okay? I'm not a sports journalist. I'm not going to come in here. You know, my perspective was, of sports is from a very well-informed fan perspective. Right. And I know every comedian I know thinks they're an expert in, in mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. So they'll be my guests. <laughs> and the athletes that would be my guests, I want this to be a, a off-the-court place for them like they have a lot of they are not shut up and dribble they all have other endeavors and I would like to make this a great place for them to come to talk about the off the court stuff because basketball is it goes without saying that that's what we're you know that'll come up so that was my show coach Vaughn's corner I had one season one season and it was over and it was very disappointing I was very disappointed in the NBA channel um because I didn't feel like they gave it enough time to grow and I, you know, I do feel like I, there was some nitpicky things because I am a woman. Mm. There's some very nitpicky things. And I'm like, y'all do know I was a guest on many, many shows on this station <laughs> before I got my own, but we won't go there. Um, and I wanted to expand the talk there. It was Sirius XM, but believe it or not, there was a lot of constraints and a lot of mm. censorship um, because it's an NBA partnership. Right. Mm. So. So There's no cursing and stuff like that, which is fine. Right. Um, I I do cuss, but it, I don't need to. Right. So that was fine. But sometimes, like to get a call, like right before I go on, like they, I had to give them like full script of everything I want to talk about the whole Whoa. day. Yeah. They they wanted to. Yeah. Like that. So, you know, to get a call, like, right before I go on, like, hey, uh, I went and talk about Jamel Hill and the new documentary, aye, aye, aye. Shut Up and Dribble. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's like, Ugh. Anyway. And that's, that's like, a, a business thing, but it's also, it's so hard when you're trying right. to create, like, when you're trying to create. It's like, you can you can put limitations, but at the same time, like, you want the thing, you got to let the thing be the thing. Right. And I opened up an entire new audience and market for them. The NBA channel on SiriusXM was very just sports talk, you know? And I think that while they bought into and I sold them my idea of Coach Juan's Corner and what it was, it was very scary for them. Yeah. So I'm very proud to have been yeah. fired because <laughs> no, <laughs> in, you, in true fashion yeah, and it, of a it, comedian, it, you're afraid of comedy, man. For uh, change, you, you right. had to be the person, you know, you had to do that. I, and then I the said, next you know thing what? will be. You're, my show is going to be a hit with somebody else 10 years from now. And you're saying you just weren't ready. You gave it a shot. Um, but in order for me to be able to do what I really wanted to do with that show, I decided to do it on my own independently, um, which is what I'm promoting today. Is I have a Patreon page. Um, so basically what I'm doing, I revamped Coach Vaughn podcast. I'm doing a monthly comedy show in New York City and the comics that are going to be on the show, um, top comics in the city in the game. And right after the show, 
we're going to stream my podcast live and the comedians that are on the show are going to sit down with me and a special guest could be from the sports world could be from just the entertainment world in general because again I want to expand the conversation beyond just basketball it's not just sports the idea was that it's on and off the court stuff so there may be some uh, a little basketball talk again because every comedian I know and it's playoffs time whatever it'll be relevant but it's I want it to be more socially open so we could talk about everything uncensored because I was listening content. to you, I was listening to your podcast, and it, it is because like I'm not, I'm not a sports fan. I'm like a physical person. Like I want to fight. I want to be in it. <laughs> I want to not know the rules and just like throw shit at a wall. So I get the like physicalness, and I used to dance, so the physicality. Mm-hmm. I'm like amped and pumped. But like my man listens to like those his podcast. My God, like, and I understand that I don't understand the thing. Like same if someone was listening to someone talk about stand up, like real in depth. Like it might be like you lose them, and I get that part. But I'm like. It's also just so tunnel vision. I'm like, I'm a person. Like, I get what you're saying, but is there like, like take a breath and be like something human. They're humans and like they're people and you're people. And that's what I brought to the NBA channel on Sirius XM. That's the the audience that I busted wide open with them. I, one of the biggest compliments I got was from a woman who said, her husband walked in and was like, when did you start listening to basketball? And yeah. she's like, I don't, but this show is so good. I don't, good. but I'm doing it, but I don't. And if you think about it, it's, it's, a easy, it's an easy concept. Like, people do want to know these players' lives. And, and the, one of the reasons the NBA is so popular is because you can see them. You know, their lives are fascinating. I think at this point, they must have hired some WWE writers to keep yep. these storylines <laughs> going. Because they're never ending. It's never ending. You can never talk about the game and you will have endless freaking stories. So, but I so happen to be able to talk about the game very intelligently. So I have both sides. So I got the the guy or girl in the relationship who wants to hear the The real talk, real basketball, your opinion on what's your, and I, my predictions are always right sometimes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, and I, I, and I have the, I just want to know what they're doing off the court. Wait, Damian Lillard is a legit good rapper? Yes, I listened to the whole album. He's really good. See, if he I wasn't would a basketball to that. Play- Exactly, but if he wasn't a basketball player, he would be giving these rappers out here a run for their money. He's legit But it's good. also, like, interesting. Because I'm like, it's not like, oh, women versus men. Because there are some women that are into the, like, real talk sports aspect. And there are men who, like, couldn't give a shit. Whatever. But it's like, even hearing that is, like, funny just as, like, a human thing. That we have interests. Or we have, like, we could be really good at something. And, like... Also, having to be good at something else that's like not necessarily wouldn't come to, and even watching the game, it makes that more fun because I'm like in the back of my head, I'm like he raps. It's or like amazing just- to me that in 2019 or 2018, at the end of the year when you know my show was still on the NBA channel, I, it's amazing to me that we still have people saying women aren't funny, women can't talk sports. What the? F- and I was so honored to be the first woman on the NBA channel on Sirius XM to knock down that door on both sides. It's just so sad to me that they really didn't give it the chance to grow like it was going to grow. They tapped out way too early. But it's going to be it will be a thing and it's going to be a thing. And you'll get to know that you were like, yeah, I braved the cold. I had to be the first yeah, one. So I out definitely there. need people, especially women you know, and guys, too. You know, whatever. Both Dude, sides. He wore, wait, can you, you just look at my producer's <laughs> shirt real quick? Goose, can you show he wore this for you? You wore that for me? <laughs> we turn around. I don't even know what that is. It's Embiid. <laughs> oh, I see the whole thing now. Oh, my God. Joel, he's such a decent You know, he's kind of a dirty player, though. He's getting on my... You like Philly? He's going to get so lively right now. 
Listen, I understand the elbow was oh, so much uh, the other night. Ew. Ew. Let, he was here. so pumped. He was like, I'm going to have to sit here real quiet because, like, I can't. Look here. <laughs> let me tell you something. When, let, me, let me just say this. Let me say this. Sports break. At the beginning <laughs> of this season, people were coming in like, it's going to be Philly or it's going to be the Celtics. I said, <clears throat> it's going to be the Bucks." And guess who came in first seat? And I'm a Knicks fan. I have no dog in the fight. What you have to do, <laughs> you have to pull your. This is the life fight, talk. Fight, this fight, is the life. This is the Coach Vaughn life talk. Talking <laughs> Coach Vaughn sports. You have to pull your emotions out of your sports decisions, oh. or you're going to always fail most of the time. Listen, I genuinely don't. I don't think it's been for a whole host of other reasons. Not not because of Joel. Well, maybe because it's of because of Ben Simmons, because who I like a lot. <laughs> I almost they think I. I <laughs> You've I lost him. Like it's because I he like started Jimmy. dating a Kardashian. Okay? Oh man! See, but that's <laughs> a life done. thing. That's a life thing. You're so you good at sport. That? Boom you see boom. How I did that? Do you see how I did that? Seamlessly. You see how I did I'm that? I'm interested now. <laughs> see when I, like that. But yeah, so I'm revamping Coach Vaughn podcast in in the aspect of the monthly comedy show. Um, if you did check out my podcast, there's a lot of older episodes there mm-hmm. that you could check out to get a feel of the the flow of the talk. But it is. Um, I also love that it is seamless. Like I was listening to them, and I'm obviously not sports. I wanted to listen to like you and. And I didn't feel like I was forced into a thing of being like, huh. Yeah, people are like, oh my God, you do a podcast by yourself. Like, it just felt like everything was like going in and out of being like all of those things. Right. So, once I get the show up and running and the monthly and the live streaming, it's a a special monthly edition of the podcast called Let's Talk About It Live with Vaughn DiCarlo um, on Coach Vaughn Podcast. And I'm going to get back to, you know, putting them out more consistently and more often, but I wanted to revamp it into what it is now and get the live streaming going Mm -hmm. so that they know it's a special episode because right now the, if you go to coach von podcast it's all old episodes again you can still listen to them they're, they're great um so it's gonna be it's gonna be live stream it's, it's gonna be gonna live be, stream is there gonna be an, uh, an audio so on itunes or wherever there'll be yeah. an audio version there'll be a live stream where they well, can the live watch. stream is going to come out first on the patreon page and but the podcast itself me talking every mm-hmm. week and all of that stuff is going to be on itunes all soundcloud right, yeah. all of that and a lot of what i'm talking about in those episodes are going to be in the live episode gotcha but i want to encourage you go to my patreon page and become a subscriber it's super cheap yeah do it it's like a dollar 99 it's like just go do it just... but i definitely need the support so i can do this independently uncensored mm-hmm. you know and just raw material you guys get all the rawness there's nobody telling me don't say this don't do that that's the beauty of that is right independent and there's tier levels where you could get my book for free you could get one-on-ones oh, man, with I me done that. i just ordered your book oh, <laughs> i should have done I patreon one no, i want to support thank you i did get it on kindle though <laughs> which gives me like acid any reflux, way you do it like, any mm-hmm. way you do it thank you and um if you're in new york you could get free comedy passes there's a lot of different tier levels um and there's just a basic tier level where you'll get all the streaming uncensored stuff um once i reach a thousand patrons i'm gonna move forward to a studio space where i could do coach vaughn's corner as it was originally intended as like a studio production but the podcast and the show is two very separate things it's i'm using the podcast to build into Mm -hmm. a studio where i can do the coach vaughn's corner show 
as I was doing it as a radio show, but as a visual media show. Oh my god! I'm does that make like, sense? No, it does. It does. No, but I'm thinking okay. like all the Vaughn things, like the corner, the cow, the the cor- co- what is that show? The cozy cat, like all <laughs> your things. It's all your spots. All, all the things the stuff, will be in all the places. It's like, all right fan base put your money where your mouth is you want me to do these things and and it, it really isn't a lot i feel like everyone like so let's do it just, let's do it together yeah. everyone do it because it, it is it they're getting the content you get everything you want and in the way that it should be delivered and you get to deliver it in the way that they want it so it's like if you right want that just do it just get and it. not to be a hater but to be a hater mm-hmm. you're spending how much on a subscription mm-hmm. for Sirius XM to get that censored content yep. mm-hmm. come on over to Coach Vaughn but really though I think like sometimes <laughs> I forget that page. like people actually need to like do the thing like I'll be like oh yeah I support that thing and then like I won't do it yeah. but it's like no do it and get it and then they can also will the live stream just be for the patreon people it is definitely intended just for the patreon people so if i do put that podcast out it's gonna be way it's gonna be way it's gonna be so you're not gonna get (laughs) the good stuff it's gonna be clips Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you'll get some clips but i can't offer something on my patreon page that's supposed to be exclusive uncensored content for them and then just put it out there Mm -hmm. so yeah it's gonna 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 be be a patreon yeah and there's gonna be other stuff if you're on my Instagram, um, at Von DiCarlo. And your you, Twitter as well as Von DiCarlo. Yes, everything is the same. If you go to Coach V-O-N, CoachVon.com, you'll get links to the Patreon, the all my social media. Everything is on CoachVon.com. You can read more about all of this stuff if I'm, you know, being too long-winded or whatever. Oh. You could, you know, read about my book. You could get my book there. Everything is there. Um, so go there and look me up. And you'll see there's other things that I'm going to. I have other uncensored fun stuff that I want to put on my Patreon page like I have this thing that I do with my weight um, my journey to 145 (laughs) I've gained 15 pounds since I said I was going to lose 15 for a whopping 30 Um, so I have this thing I do on Instagram journey to 145 is a hashtag Um, it's mostly me going to the gym and falling asleep with Doritos (laughs) on my chest So I'm going to move a lot of those things over to my Patreon. Um, I really do want to be more health conscious and lose weight and get, you know, the GNC commercial that I booked, that's a great ad, but I booked this commercial (laughs) because, listen to the casting call, women, I think it was women, 30 five plus that look like they could stand to lose 10 to 15 pounds <laughs> because it's an ad for a gnc program where you could look if you if you're like my character um is going on vacation in like six weeks and needs to lose that last 10 15 pounds the another girl has her own spot but she was there shooting at the same time she's she's going to be in a wedding you know, so it's that 15 pounds that you want to lose. And I'm like, I'm perfect for this commercial. And I booked it. <laughs> and then I gained. <laughs> and then I ate while I watched it. So <laughs> Yeah, I personally need the program. I'm going to use the program, but not also, just be in the commercial. You know what? I am, I'm, we're getting married soon. And I oh, like. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. I used, when I danced, I was like so fit. And I was like, people are like, you're small. I'm like, I get it, but I'm like pre-diabetic. Like, I'm not, I'm not okay. Like, I eat so badly. Thank you. Like, Thank you. And like, I tried to do some bits about it. And even like the dance stuff, like I used to have an actual like problem and not eat. And then like, now I eat terrible. And I'm like, I somehow stay smallish. But I'm like, mm-hmm. it's I, like, 
literally pre-diabetic. Like, it's not yeah. good for you. Exactly. Be, Every so, like, time someone says, yo, but you look great. I'm like, this is not about how I look. It's about how I feel. And it's about health, especially once you're over a certain age. And even when you're younger, you've got to prepare for when you're going to get older yep. unless you plan on dying early. Yeah, yeah. You want to, you know, you want to be good to your body. So you're when you're young, so you could be so your body could be good to you yep. when you're old. Because LA does feel I, very <laughs> outside in. It's like, how do you look? But you right. look small. You could wear. I'm like, OK, so OK. But I like her bodies you know, are a thing. <laughs> and when I do my weight bit, I'm getting into it. I'm like, look, I know. I know. No one. I'm one of those women that complain about their weight and no one feels sorry for me because it fell into places that people find attractive. <laughs> but I can't breathe. <laughs> You know, see, it's true though, but it's like, and I think then you being I crack funny them though. open, but once once you crack them open, with that's a, a great example of not that that's the best joke on planet Earth, but it's a great example of make them laugh with a perspective mm-hmm. that means something. And, and now it's like, I get yeah, to talk term, to them, like, oh, right now breathe. I get to talk to them about what it is like to be not technically obese but be pre-diabetic and you understand their side too because you're like i get it it fell into the right places i'm you know i'm a 10 i get it but right (laughs) so you want me to be unhealthy because i look squeezable and juicy (laughs) where does this work your health stuff would be awesome because i was just thinking in general like people tend to like because you're, you're funny, same with the sports. Like, it's funny to hear, like, real things or, like, real health stuff or even that hashtag. It's, like, funny and, like, inspiring, but you're a person. And, like, sometimes you're going to fall asleep with a Dorito. And then you have, <laughs> what is it, 24 seconds to well, get that Dorito out of your mouth. The, and, well, like, no, I got 24 seconds to eat the whole bag. You just don't know me that well. I Look, I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. I like to eat. But here's the thing. It's, I... <laughs> I'm honest. So there are going to be those moments. And again, these are these are ideas and things I want to move over to the exclusive content for my patron pa- patrons. Um, but the intent is to be honest with those days where I'm having those days. But you get those good workout days, too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I'm on this new program. Oh, the GMC program is working. Or, you know, I found a trainer. You know, I was working with a, a boxing trainer for a moment. And, you know, now you got me boxing. So these are all other things like um, the page just started. So it's going to grow from there. It's going to be the podcast. It's going to be Coach Juan's Corner. It's going to be all all things. So basically that are you are a life coach and you should just have a whole show I of all the things. And that's, stop giving. I wish people would stop saying that. Not a life coach. That. You're because li- you're, you're f- <laughs> funny and you're a person and you can do a lot. You're a life person. Actually, I have booked like I used to, you know, the Bill Cunningham show It's mm-hmm. not on air anymore, but I they actually used to book me and another comedian um as a life coach to come in so people would be like he's cheating on me and i don't know why you know but i had one default line i'd be like you fell for the okie doke girl because <laughs> <laughs> i don't like life coaches and you're a life coach i would take some co- co- coaching people practice. are pounding that title on me and i just want to keep reminding people that i am not a certified psychologist <laughs> i do not want any lawsuits i mean we were talking about earlier about the, my book the the what are those animals the the um, emotional take, support yeah. animals no one's real at anything they do anymore those doctors but prescribing I, those but animals. again i'm responsible with my words i'm responsible <laughs> with what i am i'm a woman of a certain age i'm a mother 
Um, I have been through some, you know, I grew up in a project. I have a whole slew of life experience that I'm very honest that we could talk about it. I don't bite my tongue and I try to be respectful. Um, I try to see both sides. Like I said earlier, the gift and the curse of being under, being able to understand your point of view, even if it's against me, you know, I, I have that ability to do that. I think we could all maybe, maybe take a page. So, you know, (laughs) and even though my book speak fluent man, um, it, people say it's life changing information and that people have said that it has saved their friendships, their marriages, their, their, it's not just, it's I'm a reading book it about relationships, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really just a book of, of me saying, you know, have the courage to live in your truth and be willing to take L's and W's. Another sports reference there for you. <laughs> wins take your L, yeah. Take your L's and, and your and your yeah. W's. It's a typical. Yeah, oh, wait, I have losses. um, I have a few. I have uh, fan questions for you, um, from our fans. So not my fans, they're my fans, but I, they're oh, like yours. Here we go. Oh God. Okay. What do you think about the possibility? You're wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Done. Next L. No good. What do you think about the possibility of uh the Knicks getting Zion in the draft? Um, look, get off his <laughs> jock strap, everybody. All right. You heard that, Tony? What if he Markel faults us? Listen, I don't, but here's what I'll say. It would be great if we got Zion. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a strong possibility. Here's what there is a very no possibility for. Kevin Durant. If one more person says, oh, it's going to be Zion, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant does not have enough courage Ooh. to withstand being with the Knicks. If he I don't comes even to know New who York, he is, but a man without courage <laughs> is an L. If he comes to New he's an incredible player. He's just shy of the greatest in the world. He's second only to LeBron at this point. Of course. Like, he's amazing. But he went to the Warriors. Um, because it's just easier to be on a super team to win. I'm not saying he's not contributing to that team, um, but he's on a super team. He's he if he wanted the responsibility of a team like the Knicks, where you carry the whole team. Was he on, he was on the Knicks? No, no, no. Oh, I'm saying people I mean... want him to come to the. Oh wait, Knicks this leads into our second question. Okay, he's not. As a Knicks fan, which K? Would you want to join your team in free agency this summer? Kevin Durant, Kyrie <laughs> Irving, or uh, yeah. Kawhi Leonard? Oh, Kawhi, Kawhi. Um, Kawhi is amazing. Um, Kevin Durant, like I said, is second probably only to LeBron. LeBron. I mean, you could... Mm, here's, here's where I fail. Here's where I fail, because this is an emotional decision. <laughs> it's not the best decision. I'm just going to say that. I would want Kyrie Irving... One, he's an incredible player, but he he gets hurt a lot and all of that. (laughs) But I think he has the balls Mm. to run New York. (laughs) King Kyrie. Balls in New York. What? King Kyrie. I think he would be amazing in New York. He's, He's from... Jersey. Oh shit! Dirty Jersey. Yeah, put the double the dirty in front of the Jersey. Okay. Um, So yeah, I would. I want all three of them if I can have them plus Zion. Can we have our own super team? The heart does. Um, I don't think Kevin Durant is coming. I did not know Kawhi Leonard was in the conversation, so maybe I'm missing something. Um, or maybe that was just part of the K or, situation. The yeah, maybe they the just K's. wanted to add a K because they being racist. Is that yeah, a low-key way of like, KKK? That, that, that. I'll punch you in your face virtually. 
Don't don't try to don't try to low key. Say I was like, just, I was like, wait, voting for Trump twenty twenty. I was like, three K. You might as well add the fourth K, Kanye twenty twenty. Little sneaky. I happen to know who the question's from, and I know he's not. But this is this is this got weird. This got weird fast. Uh, all right. Okay. So what? So which one would you, if you had to choose one? I would bring Kyrie because right. I, I think that he would bring leadership to the team boom Kawhi Leonard don't even talk I I don't know how he could lead a team with being completely mute 99.9 percent of the time Kevin Durant has already proven that he does not want to lead Do they a have team. to like amp each other Do, are they the team leaders like like lead like do shit or is it the that coach? was such a girl question mm-hmm. i just don't even mm-hmm. want to well, answer i can't you. not be one you know <laughs> you i don't want to i don't want to think girl. it <laughs> so let me ask you like to the coach a leader leadership like <laughs> position meaning they're in the front and they're like like cheering? if we're if we're on a team right and i'm the team leader and energy trickles down right so i'm, I'm gonna just keep it simple for you so if I'm if I'm the LeBron of the team and I come out like I don't feel like playing today, that's gonna trickle down to everybody else. Everybody ain't playing. But what do they actually do on the court? Like, do they have any say to the plays, or is that the coach? It's the coach, but it's I I believe that it's a, a in a team sport. It's a collaborative effort. A good team. The coach listens to the point guard. Mm-hmm. Point guard listens to coach. Coach listens to their best a lister play. I, I think everybody has a, a certain voice on a good team. And the leader is like sort of the go between because he takes that and then his energy influences then how it comes across. I think that yeah. So you need someone that will be highly influential. Now, if there was a part <laughs> of me that could believe that Kevin Durant has changed his ways that he wants to change his image and he wants to go look i don't want to be known as this weak dude that just went to a winning team for the rest of my life i want to come to new york and make lead new york to a championship and put them on my back and go for it because i am a leader and i want to prove that then i would take kevin durant but i don't i don't know that i see that i don't know (laughs) i mean he has burner accounts on twitter like his burner accounts he has fista is that what is that what he doesn't doesn't deserve new york wait my daughter what finsta Finsta. i be learning i gotta ask what is that can you hear our you need to come over here we're about to learn so come over here this is me me everybody this is my daughter Today's generation. She just low key called me an old lady. Go ahead. I feel old too. It's basically um, a fake Instagram account, like your alter ego, like what you wouldn't post on your real. Mm-hmm. And they can't track public. it back to you. Like it's well, no, not. They, they can. Uh, the people who follow you know it's you. But oh. are private accounts. Oh. Where you can just post whatever you want, like. Uh-huh. You can post like, oh, I just took a dump, but you mm-hmm. post that on your regular account. Right. If you if you can't stand behind what you're doing, if you don't yeah. want to play on the yard, yeah. First of all, I don't want to know if you're taking a dump on your personal <laughs> pride. I don't. Why is that? <laughs> Thank like, you. Yeah, it's like where people, um, you know, express their feelings that they are afraid to express to their. I mean, it doesn't seem friends. like anyone's afraid to express Well, everybody feelings. except Kevin Durant and his 30 <laughs> burner slash Fista accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, my daughter is 20 and she keeps me cool. I mean, you know, she gives me information. I, I, th- I feel like people think I'm young because I'm short, but I'm 
old and I feel even older. Don't mean yeah, to brag. I, the funny <laughs> thing is, like, when I talk about age stuff on age, uh, on stage, uh, there was a point in time where people were like, oh, no way. But that's starting to, like, fade away a little bit. I'm like... Hey, fuck y'all. You know what you're trying to say? You're like, there was a break here for y'all to be like, uh, what? Y'all trying to say I, I, I look like I got a 20-year-old now? Hold up. Hold up. Hold Whatever. up. Whatever. All up. the better. You know more and you're even better for it. Okay, so those were our those were our questions. Um, uh, I had one question just about your book. Uh, I was just going to ask you, there's, um, there's some advice in it or it has like, you know, relationships dating life stuff all that stuff i was going to ask you if there was one piece of advice you give in the book that you find the hardest to take <sighs> wow i don't I, mm. like is there something you tell people to do even it could be outside of the book yeah anyway, i think like the hardest you... thing to do is is to in order to living your truth sometimes you have to take that l meaning um it's okay to find out early like people lie to get women lie to get relationships the way men lie to get pussy right let's be <laughs> let's be real everybody's lying in the beginning and then they wonder why six months six years down the line they're like who is this person why did i marry yep. why am i in this relationship i can't get out of so the hardest part for me and I think for all of us, is to really look at ourselves, say, this is who I am right now today. I This is not a representative. This is not a <laughs> fake person. This is not my FISTA account in front of you. <laughs> this is who I am today, love it or hate it. And then you're attracted to someone, you really like that person and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And you find out we're probably not a match. And walking away from that early because you're standing in your own mm -hmm. integrity, like, mm. yeah, don't, don't feel great. Yeah, that's hard to <laughs> do. Right. And it's even harder to do once you've been in a relationship, you really care about someone and yep. going, hey, these are my deal breakers. And I I, I was dating a guy that said to me, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm a mom, my daughter's an adult, I don't plan on having any more kids. I wanna be married, I wanna have a husband, I wanna have a partner in a relationship, so I wanna ride out with for the rest of my life and have a good time, but kids are not an option, nor are emotional support animals. <laughs> <laughs> so, this person really was like, oh, you'll change your mind. Uh. And I just went, they don't get it. Nope. You're, this is a per this is the person that will be in a relationship with someone for the next ten years and not know why they're miserable. Yep. Accept people's deal breakers and no and, mm. and more importantly, accept your own. Don't let anyone drag you down into where you don't want to be. And that even and I say drag down and people assume that that is a a horrible place. It could be a beautiful place with a beautiful home and and money and all these great things. But you just want to be a stand up comedian. But you thought that you had to because this man offered you the, the house of your dreams and cars and kids. And but you're miserable because you yeah. want to go, go do comedy at night. So just if you're a comedian. You have to know that you have to be with someone that understands that you're a comedian. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I think, uh, you know, being long-winded about answering no, that's, your that's question, but that's that. the hardest thing is just understanding that sometimes you just got to take an L, but that's your season of no that's going to get you into your season of yes. Is the L into the into the W? 
Yes. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Yeah. Beyonce, <laughs> by way of Neo, who wrote that song, <laughs> told us a long time, to the left, to the left. I just can't wait to get married and, like, change so much. That's what I'm, you know. <laughs> no, it's true, though. Because when we met, I was so that. myself. Like, I don't give I'm, like... I'm short. I used to wear, like, when I was in New York, I tried to, like, look nice all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, nice in terms of, like, what other people think or, like, wear heels because right. girls wear heels when they go out. And, like, once I moved here and I started doing stand-up more, it helped me realize who I really was and what I really want to do, but also who I actually am. And so when I knew from the day we met, I was like, I'm short. I'm not wearing heels. If you want it, come and get it. Like, bend down. <laughs> you know, like, I, it's never, it's never going to be a thing. I don't care. And, like, yeah, we've, I just can't wait till we get married, and I'm like, well, congratulations! Oh, when are you guys thanks. getting married? Well, who knows? We have a venue, but the other things, I mean, October. good October. He's not stressed. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm stressed, but I don't want to do anything about it because I don't want <sighs> to plan it. Oh but my I'm God. like, oh could my you God. be stressed so it could happen? Well, best of luck to you guys. Oh my God. I'm very Thank excited. You, so you guys much. seem um, very. You want to headline it or what? <laughs> gonna be in philly uh, send me all the details <laughs> in philly okay mm-hmm. i'll come headline your wedding Boom. he's from philly <laughs> i don't know why anybody at your wedding would want to see me do 45 but hey i'm taking my special <laughs> we're gonna pay i was like we're paying this videographer fuck that <laughs> and a photographer and people are gonna be a little drunk happy we're paying for their food the space the venue the seats he has a huge family is the biggest audience i'm ever gonna get oh, wow boom boom my vows are 30 minutes, I you said. If you're not going to let me. I am the same way. Like, I turn everything into work. I was like, there's going to be so many people. I'm and like, there's going to be a mic. Why am I doing this life stuff if I'm not working? You get into comedy. Comedy, comedy, comedy first. Yeah, dude. Comedy first. My, my heels are sneakers because I was like, I got to be ready to do stand up. And I don't like to be in heels because I don't feel great. So I'll wear my mm-hmm. sneakers under my dress, get a mic, throw on a hat and like do my thing. And then like, whatever. They're drunk and happy. And like we paid for it anyway. Just like they say in basketball, my ball day. is life, comedy is life. Boom. Period. You know? I can't see it any other way. Period. You know what I mean, ladies? Period. Yes, and I am on mine. So can I leave now? Your yes. cat is making me itch. <laughs> We're going to go change tampons together. All right, you guys, if you want to um, keep up with everything, it's vondecarlo.com. Or Inst- just coachvon.com. Or just coachvon.com. It'll be all in the, comment, uh, in the description, but also Instagram, oh, okay. vondecarlo, Twitter, vondecarlo, patreon.com, coachvon slash coach Vaughn but I'll put it all in the info um and uh thanks thanks for being here you're awesome great conversation thank you and thanks to your daughter for teaching us yes thank you Mimi thank you Mimi oh my gosh I'm always here to educate the elders that felt hard but it felt real (laughs) thanks again Vaughn DiCarlo don't forget to check her out and thanks Mimi for teaching us Teaching us elders the way, the new ways, the ways, that's an app, right? All right. You guys, if you are trying to keep up with everything too dumb to tame, you can follow me on the internet at me a pinch off. And if you're in LA, come to the Black Cat for some classy AF comedy on May 9th. For more show deets and updates, you can always go to meapinchoff.com and like my Facebook fan page. Beep boop. Um, you can also get your own certified merch shirt on Amazon. And don't forget to start your Amazon shopping on our homepage, tutumtotame.com. Click the Amazon tab and shop till you drop. The prices stay the same for you. And we make like a penny. So just do it. Um, and if you like what you hear in your ear, give us a badass review and a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you get your pod on. And don't forget to subscribe. You do it. It, it, like with consent do it when and when you feel comfortable but also asap because who knows maybe one day you won't be able to as always 
if you are offended by anything on today's episode. Why are you still listening? Huh? This is too dumb to tame. People are always asking me, like, why can't you ride a zebra like a whore? And I'm always telling them, it's because they're too dumb, too dumb, too dumb to tame. I'm not gonna lie. Literally, they're too dumb to tame. It's that, because they're literally too dumb to tame. Put that in, put that in your PBNJ.